Hello, this is Stanley. And it's Edgar. Welcome back to the Minority Report. Yes, we're back. Episode 49. (laughs) We took a break and we're back. Yes. (laughs) Um, We are a podcast about news, politics, and culture through the eyes of people of color. Mm -hmm. You can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at MinorityPod. On Facebook, we are the full The Minority Report podcast. We're getting really good at plugging ourselves. I know. It only took us almost 50 episodes a whole year. It took us an entire year <laughs> but, to but get this But we're right. getting there. Um, but yeah, so we were gone uh, last week. We, t- we took some time off. Took a break. Took a little bit of a break. Where, like, everything happened yeah. news-wise. And Honestly, every time we take a break, yes. though, yes. everything explodes. Every time we take a break, Shit hits it does not man. fail. Which means we cannot take breaks anymore. We have to just keep, keep recording going. every week for the sake of humanity. Soon it's going to turn from, like, a weekly podcast into, like, a, a twice day. daily. Yeah, twice daily. <laughs> just to, like, keep up. I know. No, but seriously, though, um, a lot happened that week we were gone. So what we're going to do... Instead of doing a case study, we're going to do sort of a recap, rapid fire. I say rapid back, fire, but... It, we're going back to our roots. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to do... <laughs> back to the OG minority. Yes, point. we're going to go heavy into the news of what happened last week. So this could include culture news and just newsy news, you know. It, it'll newsy all, news news. We're just going to combine it in a recap of last week. And then we have some sort of, uh, a little bit of news happening this week. And then we'll jump over to our normal culture segment. As always. Um, But let's get started. So um, I'll start us off. Uh, So Monday of the week we were out, (laughs) shit hit the fan (laughs) with the Russia investigation. Or at least it started. Yes, because of course. uh, So Robert uh, Mueller, of course, um, announced that there would be charges uh, for three advisors in President Trump's campaign. Um, Probably the most notable is Paul Manafort, who has been um, accused of doing a lot of really fucking shady shit, like, throughout the years and just now. Um, so much shady shit, So y'all. much <laughs> shady shit. He pleaded not guilty to charges of la- money laundering. Um, and, uh, oh, oh, money laundering, which was really funny if you saw the charges, uh, uh, like, what he was uh, accused of. The money laundering was for, like... He spent like a million dollars on rugs and like all sorts of like crazy stuff. Yeah, okay. no like, one needs no one needs that many rugs. No, no one needs a million dollar <laughs> no worth of rugs. No one needs a million dollar rug. Yeah, like I don't luxury even know cars, if a million dollar rug exists. Expensive clothes, like just you know, laundered his money that way. Um, so Mueller is you know going after these people with through other crimes, not necessarily linked up with the Trump campaign. Like, all of this stuff is being dredged up as yes, the investigation goes. Exactly. And the reason he's coming after them now is part to send a signal, like, yes. we're going after you, and the other part yes. is to make sure the statute of limitations on these crimes mm. don't run out. Yes, which is a, a, a really key and important thing. Um, Rick Gates, uh, one of Mr. Manafort's longtime associates, was also charged. Uh, but probably the most interesting uh, um, of all the charges was for George uh, Papadopoulos, who 
uh, was (laughs) a former foreign policy advisor to the Trump campaign, although the Trump campaign would have you believe he was just an intern who brought them coffee. (laughs) Even though they're like, they're trying to play it off. It's like, he was a minor (laughs) volunteer. volunteer. (laughs) Yes. Even though there are pictures of him next to Jeff Sessions, like these like powerful people. He was a low level volunteer. We never. Yeah. And there's like an interview with Donald Trump listing him as one of the key people in his campaign. And you're like, oh my God, this is just terrible. But what's so interesting about his charge was that he secretly pled guilty to the FBI um, last month, actually. No, months ago. Months ago, yeah. Months ago, a while ago. And uh, what this means is that he has been cooperating with the FBI. This is the most damning information. Um, And he pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his connections and meetings with uh, Russian and foreign uh, um, uh, agents. That's mind-blowing right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Papadopoulos has has a history of just, like, shady shit with Russians. Like, well before Trump. Yes. Yes. And you know what's so crazy is that this is, like, a young dude. Um, He's in his early 30s. And getting him, um, a lot of people are saying he's young. He will want to um, cooperate so he can live the rest of his life. You know, he's not, it's not later in life where he can just keep quiet and just, you know, do whatever. He can still live a life. So it is in his best interest to talk. Um, But yeah, so uh, uh, we could get into further details, but everyone knows what happened already. It happened last week. But really what's interesting is that this is something that we've been talking about for a year now. What like these Russian connections and then we started talking about Comey and then Mueller and it's like it's been this whole drama but now we're actually getting indictments and we're getting real actual things happening and much much sooner than we thought it is still in the first year of Trump's presidency Mm -hmm. and we're getting this yeah Um, that's kind of mind-blowing so what are your feelings and thoughts here I mean the expectation is still like I think for me these investigations are just going to take time. That is, like, I don't want us to, you know, like, this is happening with a quickness that's, like, alarming, but it's still going to be, like... I think the the first indictments from the Nixon campaign, between that and Nixon resigning, there was a two-year period where there was still an investigation. It was still ongoing. So, like, this isn't... You know, maybe because of Trump and the way he is, this goes a little bit faster, but it's still going to be, like, a long process. Yeah. That being said, I feel like there's just going to be... It's going to be, like, a year or two of just, like, development on development on development and, like, just knowing the kind of slimy, skeezy characters that Trump has associated himself with is just going to be like digging up dirt and just like clawing until you get to to the man himself yeah Mm -hmm. no stanley thoughts on all this um it seems like i'm just gonna wait yeah yeah like if you like it's gonna take time for something to actually happen so so let me ask you all this and this is something that we've talked about before and i think i have a understanding of how both of you feel on this but Um, There was still a lot of doubt when it came to Trump's Russia connections. A lot of people were saying, you know, maybe he was just so incompetent and like ignorant. He had no idea what the hell was happening under him. But all this is sort of leading to, oh, there was collusion. Things happened. Yeah. Um, Is this, do you think, does this prove it to to you or do you need more evidence or you're already believers? 
I think we were all yeah. <laughs> we were all I think we were all here. already like. Yeah. But uh, for people who didn't believe, I think it's becoming a lot yeah. harder yeah. for them to justify what happened. Exactly. Like, yeah, and I mean, I think, I mean, hind like hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But if you even see on the campaign trails, like, what if like I don't understand? Wouldn't it be great if we were friends with Russia? Like that, those are things that Donald Trump yeah. repeatedly said, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Like now that now that we know that you know. Russia did have an impact on our elections by yes. spreading fake news and it, doing I that do, whole... Speaking of that, I do want to mention I don't have it here on the talking points, but also last week Facebook and Twitter went before Congress. Yeah. And they got chewed out pretty oh, much. Man. for It was bad. For their lack of um, control over what happened with the Russians using their platforms to spread oh. fake news. Yeah, and I think like what's the most concerning about that is all of the confirmations like, yeah, we don't have the resources right now to stop it from happening again. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Very terrifying. <laughs> Very terrifying. But, you know, there was obviously Russian interference. Yeah. You know, obviously major players in Trump's camp have... Yeah. There, were, there was collusion. Um, maybe not on Manafort's part. We don't know that yet. But definitely on Papadopoulos' part. Right. Because, like, I mean, Papadopoulos has been... You know, like in the bed, in bed with Russians yeah. for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. this, yeah. And, and th so this will be something that we keep an eye on, and it will definitely be a developing story. But um, it was sort of the first big story of last yeah. week that we we yeah. unfortunately missed. But damn, y'all, that is yeah. crazy. I feel like this Mueller stuff is one of those stories where, like, every few weeks. We come back and it's like, boom. it's happening, you guys. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> For like, sure. I feel like For it's, sure. it's going to be one of those things. It's like, it's happening. It's happening. For like two years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like spurts um, of development. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But, um, you know, with all that said, it actually wasn't the biggest story of last <laughs> week. There was an even <laughs> bigger like, story. I cannot believe we live in this world. <laughs> I know. So I'm going to let Stanley take it away now. Yeah. So I don't know when, when it actually happened. Uh, yeah. I think but it was like around the same time. It was, it was like around Monday, the same time. Tuesday, yeah. 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 Seems so long ago. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, We've all aged five years. years since last <laughs> week. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so BuzzFeed released an article, um, an expose um, from, with, with Anthony Rapp, mm -hmm. the actor, the Broadway actor, and also yes. appearing in the Star Trek series. From Rent TV. and Star Trek fame. Yes. yes. Where Rapp said that. Um, Kevin Spacey back in the day, like nineteen eighty something. Yes, when um, rap was only fourteen, 14 years, years old. Um, Spacey um, did uh, made sexual advances towards him when he was um, drunk, and um, Spacey was twenty six at the time. Yeah. yeah, and Spacey went on to Twitter. Yes. Oh, and basically, oh God. Woo. Which is like, you have to read it to believe it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, seriously. I think when it happened, we all texted each other like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. So basically what, what Spacey said was, um, I don't remember if I did it, but I would have been drunk if I did. And by the oh. way, I'm gay. So, I yeah, yeah, I choose to live as a gay man. man. As a gay man. Uh, wow. Which yeah. where everyone was like, uh, what? What? <laughs> okay. Does that excuse what you did? Yeah. Absolutely not. So it's like, or it seems that Spacey was using his sexual orientation, like coming out as a deflection of right. what he did, 
even though he didn't admit to doing it to rap. Right. Um, and then uh, I think the days leading after this, more men started to come out, including a film director, mm-hmm. where Kate, um, Kevin Spacey groped him mm-hmm. at a bar where he was also probably drunk. Um, and now, like, everyone that Kevin Spacey is associated with, like, yeah. companies and yeah. people Netflix are, in particular. are cutting ties with them or, like, distancing themselves from them. Like, what Edgar just said, Netflix are right. ending the House of Cards um, TV series. And they're also talking about they're gonna close out the they're gonna close it out with another season, but they're, they're finding gonna, yeah. they're trying to find ways to write Spacey out yeah. of the yeah. narrative entirely. Yeah. So Kevin Spacey got fired from House of Cards and mm-hmm. also a potential like Netflix film that they were gonna do. Well, and they actually had already made a whole <laughs> film based on uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, oh, um, out. What's his name? Whatever. J. Paul Getty. What? No, 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 no. 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 What are you talking about? The, he made a he made a biopic. I forgot who the oh, biopic yeah. is of. But anyways, is it the Ridley Scott movie? No, 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 no. He made a he made a whole movie with Netflix, and Netflix is literally canning the movie. They're just Dang. not going to oh. release it. Yeah, yeah. That that was. I didn't realize it was already made. Yeah, yeah. It okay. was already made. Holy okay. shit! So yeah. Um, so Kevin Spacey um, is dealing with all this shit, and. <laughs> Today, on um, November eighth, we're recording. Um, Isn't it's also Netflix production, isn't it? I'm not. Or no, no, no. It's an actual like studio film. Um, The Kevin Spacey was in the movie um, All the Money in the World um, with Mark Wahlberg, but the studio or Ridley Scott decided to cut him off, like. Like edit him out and reshoot all yeah. the That's scenes. So crazy. They're reshooting all of Kevin Spacey's scenes, scenes replace, with Chris Plummer. Yeah, Christopher Plummer replacing him, and this is for wow. release date of December twenty second, which is like almost a month away. Yeah, a month and a half away, and they're sticking with the release date, but going to reshoot all this, all these key scenes with the uh, actors returning, and yeah, yeah. That I mean, the amount of money that it must cost. Is oh, crazy, yeah. Yeah. but you know what? They would have lost way more if they would have yeah. kept oh, Spacey yeah. in yeah. it. So this is really them trying to salvage this project. And Ridley Scott like originally wanted Christopher Plummer in Spacey's role, but the studio wanted like a bigger name actor. Oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> like this is like Christmas for yeah. Ridley Scott in a weird way. Yeah. But yeah, so this is crazy big news. Big huge actor. Um, especially in recent years, has had like a resurgence. Um, of course, he's a two-time Academy Award winner. W- really well beloved before all this happened. I know I was a huge fan. I'm, I was actually a, um, a pretty big fan of House of Cards. Um, yeah. Although after the second season, it really <laughs> got bad. But anyways, uh, I, you know, and a lot of people really held him in high regard. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this was like a total shock for a lot of people. Although when all this happened, a lot of news came out that, hey, Kevin Spacey, actually, this was like a known secret. Yeah. Like he was kind Another of like, open secret. Yeah, yeah. That he liked younger men mm-hmm. and that he, you know, assaulted them. And it's like, wait, what? Like yeah. this was happening. I had no idea. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, but this was a, a a big big deal in Hollywood, especially after Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein yeah. It just seems like you know all these men are being called out, and um, more and more people are gonna come to light. 
yeah. it seems. Like Dustin Hoffman. Was yeah, Dustin yeah. Hoffman was just recently named. That's, Is there know, anyone else? Notable, no, but no, but yeah. it, I, I was listening to this NPR segment with um, I'm forgetting her name, but the journalist who broke the Kevin Spacey yeah. story actually, and she said um, she can't reveal any names, but she has more. She yeah. has more down the pipeline, wow. and you're like, oh wow, yeah. okay. That so <laughs> things things are happening, um, but yeah. How do y'all feel, Kevin Spacey? Holy shit, this is like crazy. It really is. Yeah. Um, well. Someone actually told me back in like 2012 or 2010 uh-huh. about Kevin Spacey being gay, and I'm like, "What? He's not yeah. gay." So, and he was, and he, my friend was like, "Just look it up online," and I did, and then that's when I found out about the other things that space like he's attracted to younger men, and uh-huh. you start to dig up these other articles yeah. about. So him. you had known. Yeah, but then I completely like forgot about it yeah. because it wasn't on my radar right. as much anymore. But then when it came back up, I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but now it's like it's hard to ignore. Yeah, yeah. Olivia. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised because I didn't know about it at all. Um, so it was definitely like a shock. Two points. I'm glad we're at like a moment in time where when someone is when there are allegations that come out in like a reputable right. outlet people are immediately siding with, with the, the survivors. victims. The yeah, survivors. they're believing. So, like, I think that's important to acknowledge mm-hmm. that, like, we're at a moment in time where that is happening, and that's really, like, you know, I, I applaud the strength and bravery of the people who are coming forward mm-hmm. um, with their stories. Um, Absolutely. Especially, But, like, it's nice to see mostly because I think there's such a fear around coming forward with these stories because no one will believe you or it'll ruin your career yeah. or any of the number of reasons that have already been stated by the people who have come forward why, as to why they didn't come forward earlier. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I like that this has led to a movement where more and more people are, you know, and it's, it's been a trickle effect through every industry, which yeah. has been amazing yes, to see. Exactly. Um, which like, I, the news industry, like, one of the mm-hmm. reporters from NBC, MSNBC, yeah. I mm-hmm. his name, but... So, like, journalism, yeah. animation, text, like, all across, and it's also global. There's an NPR story I was reading the other day about um, Mollywood, which is uh, a South Indian cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, like, it's a major industry in India, um... Mollywood is also coming for like actresses in Mollywood are also coming forward and like joining the movement. So it's kind of taken on this like global sort of that's um, awesome. these global legs. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the first point. Great. Uh, second, fuck Kevin Spacey for trying to use coming out that as is, like yes a distraction and also like what conflating uh, being homosexual right. With, um, right. pedophilia pedophilia yeah, with like, perversion exactly like there's I feel like there's already so like the world already has so many negative ideas yeah. about you know like the LGBTQ community and like a lot of those center around like but what about our kids and so like there's just something yeah. so gross about it yeah um, absolutely but I will say it was great that almost almost universally rejected oh yeah, yeah. everyone was everyone like no was like, shut the that. fuck up there were some the people who, who were like applauding Kevin Spacey he's like oh he's coming out yay I'm like 
No. No. <laughs> no. No. You're, yeah. you're forgetting the modifier. Uh, uh, you know, he no. uh, uh, abused somebody. Um, and, yeah, that's. Yeah, and also um, Brett Ratner is another name that came up from yeah. the L.A. Times. And uh, Terry Crews is actually yeah. entering into a lawsuit. I we yeah. talked about it a few episodes ago. Um, yeah. Terry Crews sharing his story of a Hollywood executive that assaulted him. He's bringing a lawsuit yeah. for right now. Yeah, no. and, awesome. and the the guy um, is like a Hollywood agent, and now he's on leave with yeah. the agency. Yeah. <laughs> So that's big. No, things yeah. things are happening. But speaking of, you know, yeah. the the one who started it all. <laughs> Weinstein. Oh, Weinstein. This was actually like released two days ago. Yeah. About this thing. Um the new the New Yorker um released an article revealing that um Weinstein at what were was actually hiring like private investigators, including ex Mossad, how do you uh, I don't know. Ex Mossad um, agents to track actresses. They're like Israeli and journalists. Agents. Yeah. 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 Like, in order to kill stories that um, right. the Times was like writing right. or developing last year. And it's like this huge. It's this huge web. It's like yeah. uh, this crazy craziness. And also recently, it was announced that uh, the new the New York Police Department finally has enough evidence to charge him for rape. Oh. Um, so that will be coming in soon. Um, but yeah, things are not looking good for Harvey, and this just proves uh, he was not a good guy. He was hiring people to intimidate yeah. witnesses. Yeah. Like, and the fuck women. that dude. I'm glad he's going to prison. Jesus like, Christ. Like to to show how deep this goes. Um, one of the people that he had followed was Rose McGowan, who's like yeah. one of the victims. From, right. Yeah. One of the most vocal ones yeah. too at the beginning, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, he had this um, woman named Diana Phillip, who's, who's not her actual name, who would befriend, um, McGowan, like in terms of like, um, women empowerment, like stories and trying to help her company. And like, they were talking on and off like conversations and meetings for like a few couple months and then like have her like secretly um record mcgowan's like conversation and then report them to harvey and this goes jesus christ like, that's ridiculous and then when once like the times found out or the new yorker um, found out about like this whole thing they tried to contact her and then her company didn't come up and all this thing and spying and this is yeah that's a movie waiting to happen right yeah there. i mean Jesus Christ. if you have to hire a pi yeah to have secret like to basically infiltrate a woman's life in order to like report on her movements and her conversations like maybe maybe you should re-examine your life yeah and, like, oftentimes he would use them to, like, gaslight the yeah. people, like, into believing that what they're believing isn't actually real, and that's, like, really He's messed just, up. He's just a bad fucking dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Um, well, that... So that happened. Yeah. 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 That, that happened. happened. So that happened. Yeah, so that and People is... wonder why, like, victims don't come out. That's, like, this is one of the reasons, like... Exactly, because yeah, a powerful like, man can so do scary. fucking horrible, yeah. scary shit like this. But things are changing, hopefully. Yeah. Yes. With all these things happening. So the big story from this weekend, and I think something that hits close to home for all of us, yeah, was um, this happened earlier this week. 
the shooting in Sutherland Springs at yes. the church. Um, this is a you know a town in Texas, right outside of San Antonio, um, so very close by to where we are in Central Texas. Yes. Um, some details at around eleven thirty a.m. local time, so during church service. Um, a man dressed up in all black, and he was in tactical gear, mm-hmm. um, exited a vehicle and basically just started firing an assault rifle um, outside the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs. Um, Sutherland Springs only has a few hundred people, 30 miles east of San Antonio. Um, the gunman yeah. then entered the church. Services were underway and continued to fire. Um, I think... The number is 26 people were killed, 23 of them inside the church, um, two of them outside, and one of them in transit to the hospital. Um, the yeah. church attacker was identified as a 26-year-old uh, Devin Patrick Kelly um, from New Braunfels. Yeah, also uh, very close to here. Also very close to here, yeah. yeah. Um, he was in the Air Force, and was act- there was actually disciplinary action taken against him. Um, yeah on charges of domestic violence against his spouse and child. Um, mm-hmm. Because of that, he wasn't legally, or if the Air Force had disclosed that, he wouldn't have been able to legally purchase a gun Yes. Um, because of the legislation in the state of Texas, but the Air Force did not disclose that, and he was able to get a gun from an academy, sports hmm. and outdoors. Um, Just great. And they're basically leading up to this, there were threats to his in-laws who live in Sutherland. Um, You know, just weird threats and things like that. And his grandmother-in-law was actually in the church and was one of the victims um, during the shooting. So, um, there... No official reports have been released yet, but the families of the victims are releasing details, um, mm-hmm. and the ages go from 17 months old to 77 years old, so it's really just, like... It's just fucking terrible. So, so tragic. Um, there was a visiting pastor, um, and his, uh, his family was you know, tragically murdered. There were eight members of the same family killed. Yeah. Um, That's, wow. It, it's just a really just harrowing and sad and just, like, frustrating. All of, all of the negative emotions, right. I think. Right. Um, and again, as a conversation always veers when, you know, when a mass shooting happens. Oh, I also want to point out this is, like, the worst mass shooting in Texas history, according to Governor Abbott. I'm not sure if that's accurate, though. Um, yeah, I wouldn't know. Uh, um, UT shooting, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah that's that would be my thought. Um, but, you know, the conversation, as it always veers when something like this happens, has been... We need to give, this is not the appropriate time to talk about gun legislation. It's yep, a mental health yep, yep, issue. Yep. It's, yes. you know, all of these things that really minimize the core problem, which is it is too easy for people to buy guns yes. who shouldn't have guns. Yeah. And this is like a clear cut case of someone who should not have been yeah. able to purchase a gun, was able to purchase a gun. And even, even Governor Abbott stumbled through his like... 
his speech and he's like, I don't know what happened. This man shouldn't have been able to buy a gun. Who knows? Who knows what happened? I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like that sort of like, you know, deflecting and just like deterring Mm -hmm. and just complete like, I don't know, you know. It's just, it, this is just a fucking terrible situation in a place of worship. Uh, you know, it's just like, these are the, like, pu- acts of pure evil that should never have even happened in the first place if just general, normal fucking gun regulations yeah. were put in place. Like, like the basic. <laughs> yeah, the most yeah. basic yeah. level yeah. gun laws. Not even, like, strict gun laws, yeah. just the most basic gun laws would have prevented things and like And I guess this. what's frustrating about this is, like, the... Air Force didn't disclose that action because according to Texas legislation, if you were, if you were found guilty of domestic abuse of a partner or a child, you were not supposed to legally be able to have a gun. Like you're not supposed to be legally able to Mm -hmm. buy one. Um, you would have to go through other more nefarious means. And the fact that that information wasn't disclosed and he was able to go to a fucking academy <laughs> and buy this gun is beyond me. Hmm. It, it's yeah. like, yeah. That's how, yeah. There's it, like no words to explain. There, there is no words. You know, we a lot of these mass shootings happen uh, far away from us and there is a disconnect and when it happens literally down the road yeah. you're like, you can't help but think that could have, like shifted 30 miles north that could have been somewhere near like where we are you know what i mean and that's like um you know that's not it's not okay that these things are happening and that uh you you can just expect them to happen wherever yeah like that's it, it it sucks that america as a country has totally accepted um because of our love of guns and uh our deregulation of gun control we've decided this is the hell we will live in yeah. for our love of guns that not even the majority of americans yeah, want exactly. anyway so it's, it's like just this one powerful yes, group that's it, prevent like yeah that the yeah. nra <laughs> yeah, yeah. i really don't have any words my thoughts and prayers with you know the families of yeah. uh, the victims the survivors this is just horrible horrible these are texan families these are our fellow texans these are people that um you know could easily be someone we know down the street like that i don't know there isn't much else to say it's just it shouldn't have happened yeah it shouldn't have happened um we will obviously keep an eye on this story as well and report any any changes um but there's just this is just the typical uh mass shooting you know troubled man yeah. Easy access to a gun. And those are two things that we really could change quite, quite easily. Yeah. Um, it just can't happen anymore. Um, but speaking of change and things happening, um, Democrats have won some elections. So Yo. so things may actually happen. This actually happened yesterday. Or yeah. T- today. Like yeah. This today. Is, the, results. This, the results. The results. It's happening. Um, the results in Texas were unfortunate, but... Yes. We've got some we've got some good democratic sweeps. Yes. So 2017 elections we have uh, probably the biggest sort of wins for Democrats were in the state of Virginia Ooh. where we had uh Lieutenant Governor Ralph Northam um pretty much quiet everyone who doubted him. Literally everyone doubted him. No one believed he could do this or win. Mm-hmm. Uh well he, you know, defeated uh operative Ed Gillespie who um 
was uh, one of Trump's like key lobbyists. Like mm-hmm. he's just like this very nefarious, horrible figure who decided to go into politics, and he was destroyed. Thank the Lord. Um, in New Jersey, um, Phil Murphy defeated Chris uh, Chris Christie's uh, lieutenant governor. Um, Kim uh, Guadango, uh, and so we have the we have two governors mansions for Democrats now, which is just great news because Democrats have not won shit in the longest time, and it's been a real struggle, y'all. It's been Democrats. Look at what happens when you actually go vote. (laughs) Yeah, no, literally, and it's kind of funny uh, because they interviewed Obama after all this, and he was like, "This is what happens when Democrats vote. Like, we fucking win. Like, we need a fucking vote, and this is." Proof of it. Um, of course, there are uh, other big winners uh, on the night, um, especially a lot down ballot in Virginia. I think probably one of the most special um, uh, and interesting and just amazing ones is um, Virginia's Danica uh, Rome, who is the first openly transgender state legislator who defeated incumbent uh, Robert Marshall. Um, this was such a, a gross and horrible um, election. Marshall wouldn't even address Danica as a she and refused to debate her, refused to be in the same room as her, refused to talk Fuck to her. Fuck you. Yeah. Referred to her by male pronouns. Yes. Like, like really just Yeah, just disgusting, up disgusting human being. Um, so that is a huge and amazing win. Um, there isn't much else to say right now. All that we know is that Democrats are winning and now there is this narrative which is are Republicans in trouble? Is embracing Trumpism toxic? Um, we've had yes. a year. <laughs> we've had a year. We've had a year, uh, or not a, quite a year, but we've had almost a year of Trump as president. And, um, you know, barring all the things that happened in 2016 to get Donald Trump elected, now he's president. Now we've seen what he can do, which isn't a lot, but what he does do. <laughs> and it looks like voters are rejecting it. And that's good. That's yeah. really good. And uh, last episode, we actually talked about how polls were suggesting that the 2018 midterms would look really good for Democrats. And this is a huge indicator. Democrats, look at what happens when you vote. Yes. This is <laughs> Go what vote. When you vote. And also, uh, you know, and to be fair, you know, also it shows this is what happens when you get strong Democratic contenders who can mm. actually uh, stand up to these Republican bullies, honestly, and who can... Um, appeal to people instead of um this like abstract ideology you know like mm-hmm. that and that's you know one of donald trump's brilliant moves much as i hate saying it is getting those voters yeah. getting those people um big big awesome news for uh liberals and democrats um however you feel this is just really good really good um of course, that is not all that is happening in the world. Uh, there is a it's lot. Not? No, there is quite a lot, and we just really don't have time uh, to cover it all. But we want to make sure to mention it and to sort of say that this, these are things that we will keep an eye on and that we will make sure to cover uh, when the time is appropriate, when the time comes. Um, of course, tax reform. Uh, oh boy! Woo, that's going to be a big one. Uh, that is something that is uh, happening and ongoing. Um, also, the opioid crisis. Donald Trump has finally admitted there is an opioid crisis. Uh, this is something that um, we will definitely need to talk about. Um, also, just like just today, Trump uh, reversed Obama's Cuba policies. Wow. Okay. Uh, of course. <laughs> Um, and actually, a really interesting bit of news uh, broke today is that Donald Trump's administration is set to block AT&T's merger slash takeover of Time Warner um, if they do not sell CNN. 
which, uh, of course, as we all know, CNN is a frequent target of our uh, president, Donald Trump. Uh, so that is kind of uh, um, like, really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But like, Donald, you have shady business practices yeah. and you're literally being like, well, I'm not going to let this happen because it's shady. It's like, what? <laughs> it's. My it's, dude, it's that's really, like the pot calling the kettle black. Like, come on. It's, it's, well, and actually, it's a, uh, uh, um, It's not that uncommon to have the FCC, or you know, they wouldn't regulate a merger like this because they're not competitors in that way. Oh yeah. Um, which is just makes it really weird. But anyways, those are all things that are happening right now that we will most likely get to uh, in future episodes. But we wanted to make sure to mention them because they're happening. A lot is happening. We're ramping up. You're going to hear a lot from us because, you know, the world, <laughs> the world is going. Um, but when we return, we have some awesome culture news to talk about. So stay yeah. tuned for that. Okay, welcome back, guys. Um, so Disney, woo, Disney is in the news <laughs> recently. <laughs> yes, yes, they for are for multiple reasons. But the first reason is because um, last week the um, LA Times released an article covering Disney's like um, practices, like mm-hmm. in the city of Anaheim, where they're located, or where Disney Land Disney, is yes re- located, and Disney. Um, kind of shut down or like what do you call that what's that term like prevented um the la times critics uh-huh. to see yeah, thor Black ragnarok Line. yeah 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 they blacklisted them yeah so the reviews for the movie wasn't released on friday as it should have and after that thing happened disney got a lot of shit for it from people yes. including like, i wonder why yeah including um multiple like jur- um journalist sites and um, even film critic societies, like, for potential award mm-hmm. um, things. And then now, like, recently Disney was like, okay, never mind, we're going <laughs> to yeah. step back yeah. and um, uh, unblacklist, what do you call it? Like Ban them. Yeah. 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 Um, the LA Times, so now they're able to see their films, yeah. basically. The, and this yeah. was because of an investigative piece that the LA Times was working yes. on that, like... Disney found unsavory. Yeah, like Disney didn't like the article that they they wrote up about them. And <laughs> this is yeah, this is an insane story for many reasons. Yeah. But one of one of them is that like, come on, Disney, like, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, you, everything is so transparent nowadays. Like, you knew this was gonna go bad. Yeah. Like, how do you think <laughs> you can get away with this? Like, that's yeah. not gonna work. So people were like online were saying that this is like the Streisand effect, which is like. If Disney hadn't blacklisted the LA Times in the first place, no one would have read the article. But since <laughs> so they like drew yeah. attention to it. Yeah, like and since they like, blacklisted the LA Times, everyone was like, "Okay, what's the article that Disney was like uncomfortable with?" And then let's all go read it. Yeah, and then yeah. that's how it blew up in the first place. It's just I I don't know who made that decision at Disney. It really honestly could have just been their like communications department acting alone, and they were like, "Let's kill the story and let's punish the LA Times because." Communication departments are known to do stuff like that, but my God, what a f- 
fucking terrible yeah. faux pas. What a horrible move! And I mean, they I made. think this is, I think this was a move that would have worked five years ago, <laughs> oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, it's definitely something that like they could have buried in that sort of very traditionalistic way. Is like we're just yeah. gonna blacklist them and kill the story, and it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. Like well, that just can't happen. Well, I mean, now. Well, uh, you know, you say that, but I'm thinking about it. Fucking like, LA Times is a huge fucking newspaper yeah. in their hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it Actually, were like some like little nobody publication, yeah, you can black. But this would have been a problem no matter what. Like, this was just a horrible. I mean, it decision. would have been a problem no matter what. But I feel like the resolution wouldn't have been so like absolutely quick. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and what was. What was really awesome was to see all the film critics sort of come together and say, yeah. whoa, Disney, what the fuck? Like, no, we're going to stand in solidarity I mean, even with our people. Right? Well, yeah, like, their own filmmakers. Their own including filmmakers. Ava DuVernay, who yeah. directed A Wrinkle in Time. For Which Disney. is a yeah. Disney movie. Yeah. yeah, their own people were like, She was like, I'm going to stand with yeah. the yeah. publisher. I'm going to stand with the LA Times. And she also refused to go to advanced screenings for Disney. This is... Yeah. I mean, I don't think that actually came to fruition because Disney was like, never Mind. Ah! Yeah, we don't we don't like this backlash. No. Um, yeah, uh, it's just it's just like um what's important here is that Disney's action to blacklist right. the LA Times in the first place is essentially preventing free speech or and or free pe- press. And like okay, um yeah, which yeah. you know, in a in a way since they're this like private company or well, they're not a private company. Never mind. I take that back. But since they're this like huge company, they can't, you know, um where are these senses like where are where is this moral high ground where is these like responsibilities for disney their bottom line is let's make a profit yeah and let's prevent bad reviews let's prevent mm-hmm. newspapers from trashing us from hurting us and, and it gets really weird but i think for uh, um i think if they would have sat down and thought about it for a minute they would have realized this will end badly and this will hurt us more in the long run it's like a very it seems again hindsight twenty twenty, but it seems like such a reactionary yes. like, oh shit, this yes. is happening. What do like you know, yeah. fight or flight? We're gonna fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like if you read Disney's like comments about like un- unlisting or giving back LA Times, the thing. Yeah. It seems like they didn't want to take. They don't want to take responsibility. Oh yeah, like they're blaming it on. Yeah, LA Times. their statement was like, "We met with the new the LA new, Times yeah. leadership, and yeah. we liked what they had to say, so we're going back." It's like what? Yeah, like they don't <laughs> even want to take responsibility for what they did. No, yeah, no. and they're a giant company. And, Why would they? And no one, like other than people like us who really care about this shit, they'll get away with it. No one will know. Yeah, because it's Disney, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, sparkly eyes, you yeah. know. Yeah, but it just they you know, sing that one frozen it shows song like they're, over and over again. They're just like their corporation, like greedy yeah. side. It like inherent in every company. You yeah. know? Yes, literally in every company. But yeah, it, it, and especially recently, we've been noticing this with Disney. Like they were one of the only studios who didn't partner with Apple to do uh, cheaper 4K videos for the public. Oh. And then they were also like, let's take all our movies from Netflix and start our own service, yeah. like stuff like that. That isn't necessarily bad but in a way is anti-consumer yeah mm-hmm. and it's just wanting to increase their profits exactly i think it's really interesting because i feel like disney has shielded itself from a lot of criticism at least in circles that aren't like in non-media circles right. because of their like family friendly it's disney mm-hmm. like don't like happiest <laughs> yeah. place on earth like right. all of that like messaging and yes. 
stuff that was that is really effective and is still really effective. People still have like such a close like personal yeah. bond with yeah. Disney as a brand, which is just like you know you don't you don't see that for everything. No, and I think it's interesting, like how they're kind of slowly sullying that for mm. you know like not well, just people in media circles they're just but, so big i mean yeah. they've like they own marvel studios now they've yeah. like they own star they're so giant marvel like, lucasfilm espn it, like yeah. a lot of stuff you wouldn't think disney owns abc disney owns yeah right they're just so big it's like it, it can't be contained anymore. It's sort of like at the end of Akira when yeah. Tatsu is like growing it because it's a huge thing. It's like you just can't anymore. Um, but I think uh, we should be worried about like how big they'll grow too because they were planning on buying Fox. Oh, and that didn't yeah. happen. But I mean, like, yeah, I think that is such a big conversation. Yeah, on that we the, can't like. like yeah. Consolidating of conglomerates yes. to make even stay bigger tuned for that case study because that is that that's not that's actually really interesting and fascinating and I yeah. think we, we we should cover it. But Disney's one of those prime examples, and this just it's just more proof of uh, uh, maybe the unsavory side of such giant giant companies. Um, but speaking of the sparkly eye Disney stuff <laughs> that everyone loves and cares about, there was some more Disney news this week. Yeah, um, so the voice cast of the new Lion King live-action movie. I have a lot of questions about this, but I'm yeah. going to wait. Yeah, was announced last week, I think. Yes. Um, the major roles, um, or the major cast, includes right. Donald Glover, Beyonce, James Earl Jones, Chiotel Ejiofor, yeah. Alfred Woodard, John Oliver, um, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keegan Eric Michael Andre. Key, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> and no. Keegan-Michael Keegan Keegan, Key. Yeah. Yeah, Billy Eichner. It's it's in all star cast. Like we yeah. have yeah. amazing people here. Um, this, John Oliver as Zazu is so perfect. Dude. He is. <laughs> no, That's like the oh, yeah, yeah, a really great casting. I think uh, the 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 one that sort of surprised and blew everyone away was Beyonce as Nala. People yeah. were like, "Wait, what?" Olivia <laughs> <laughs> is showing us a funny as uh, gif right now of this. <laughs> it's just we were like. What the fuck? Like, it, it, it was amazing news. Um, I do have a question, though. Yeah. I've heard a lot about this Lion King. And I will say, b- before we get into it, Lion King is one of my personal favorite movies of all goddamn time. Like, I love it to no end. It is one of my favorite films. I've seen it on Broadway, too. Like, this is something oh, yeah. I deeply care about. I love Lion King. Hamlet in Africa. I am just... <laughs> I am just so confused because this is a live-action movie... But, but it's CG but animated. But it's CG. Yeah. It's like the Jungle Book. It's going to be like the Jungle Book. Yeah. So they're, they're no literally going to go to like live locations and just film nothing and just fucking rotoscope the CGI I mean, and the animals in there? Maybe. Even the Jungle Book was mostly <laughs> yeah. screen. Yeah. So it's like this entire movie is just going to be CG animated. Yeah. It's going to be an animated movie, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, it's an animated movie. But That's trying to so make confused. it look like live like realistic like a realistic line okay okay that's what i thought but i was just kind of confused yeah i mean like they're taking all the movies from the disney renaissance and just like making live action and or cg versions of all of them at this point which i have opinions on yeah but you know like aladdin and mulan are the next two yeah Yeah. But, um, but this is huge. I mean, Lion King is probably one of the Disney's key movies, especially in the It is the 90s. their, like, biggest, like, yeah. animated film yeah. yep. ever. Yeah. Adjusted to inflation, too. That's yeah. amazing. But how do y'all feel about this cast, this amazing all-star cast? 
I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's Beyonce? not a bad thing here. Yeah. Beyonce? <laughs> Beyonce. Not, That's not how I found out here. was through her Facebook. It was like, she released, released that photo. I'm like, yeah. Like, I mean, what? Like, what am I, I think, seeing right yeah, now? Yeah. Yeah. Like, John Oliver Azazu is so perfect. And like, I know we just talked about all of the unsavory yeah. Disney stuff. Like, and, like, <laughs> like how we just like, I don't, don't want to. Disney don't wanna, owns us, y'all. Yeah. Disney I don't want to push it. I don't want to push that conversation aside. And I don't want it to seem like, you know, I'm, you know, a sparkly eyed Disney stan. We are Lion King stands. We are Lion King. King stands and I do you know I love the Lion King yeah. I love Lion King 2 I love Lion King 1 and a half yeah like, Lion King 1 and a half man Lion King 1 sure. and a half is legit for sure. I, okay. love the, I love the Timon and Pumbaa animated series I love the yes. animated shorts before the movies the Timon and Pumbaa yes. animated series was amazing yes so like I'm into it. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to watch the movie. You know. I'm excited. I know it's gonna be like another you know like five years until we get it. But like it I'm also ready. it well not no two summer years. yeah two, two years. years it's coming out soon. Jokes. Also, it makes me feel really old because I'm like holy shit, this is the movie from my childhood. Now they're remaking it for like new yep. kids. Holy fuck. Yep. Uh, That's where we're at now, yeah, you guys. We are old as fuck. But no. <laughs> I'm just I'm just pretty um, excited about it, um, but we'll see, we'll see how it yeah, ends we'll up see. ends up turning out because you know things could go wrong, but hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> not. Um, yeah. So uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about this before we move <laughs> to our main review at the end of the episode. Um, uh, uh, I think it was last week or slight, the week. No, it was the Friday before. Uh, last week, uh, we had the release of Mario Odyssey. Let's which, do the Odyssey. Yes, let's do the Odyssey. And um, I just wanted to do a quick review because I've been playing it. And man, I have to say, it might be one of my favorite <laughs> video games of all fucking time. Like, Damn. Holy shit. It is amazing. Of course, we're not a video game podcast or a video yeah. game podcast, but we love talking about video games when they're like such huge culturally relevant things. Yeah. And this is one of those games. I mean, it's been everywhere. And also for context, Edgar is like a major Nintendo fanboy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks just, for that. Thanks I for... I just want to give that context. For, yeah, for revealing my bias. Yeah, but there's also like so many Nintendo games, like this being on the top of your list is a pretty I mean, big... To be fair, it's not like Nintendo makes great games. Towards like, the top Their meta list. score is 97 for this game, yeah. which is amazing. Yeah. Based on 97 critics. Like, yeah, this that's is, meta critic that's, that's not yeah. like universal praise yeah. yeah like everyone is calling it one of like they're saying this is the game of the year and it's mind-blowing because literally zelda came out this year which was also oh, amazing yeah. like breath of the wild was this crazy amazing game yeah. um and i have to say as much as i love zelda and it fills me with so much joy um this odyssey game makes me feel like a kid again and i mean like i almost cried playing a certain level in the game like you get really emotional playing it um it has to be the most fun i've had playing a video game in years i that's awesome i am not exaggerating in years and i wanted this to be a super quick review um love love the game Uh, i hope both of you get to play it sometime soon and um i hope everyone in the world gets to play it because if you want to feel like a kid again this is the game and i will say i've been having uh quite the stressful week lately um recently i've been having quite some stress and (laughs) this game has made me forget it all like it just fucking makes me feel so good um so i'm glad nintendo you fucking killed it you are amazing and um keep it up because 
this, I mean, this is the Nintendo Renaissance, and this is it. We're here. Um, all right, let's move yeah. on to our final review. Uh, involving Disney as well. Yes. <laughs> also, also Disney. Also Disney. <laughs> We're owned by Disney. Yes, we are. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. So last week, the much-awaited Thor Ragnarok came out. We did yes. a trailer roundup on it before. We've been talking about this movie for We've been a while, about it for a while, actually. I one of our favorite directors, or at least one of my favorite directors, is I've never seen any of his movies until the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually have seen this movie this time, so I can yes. participate. We've all seen the movie. This is this might be a podcast first. <laughs> no, it's yeah. not. It's not. So but we can, it's so we rare. Can actually, participate <laughs> in the discussion. discussion. Yes. Yeah. So the Ragnar came out. We all saw it in the theaters. Yes. It's been. It's like. It made 122 million. Yeah, it's yes. been getting crazy money. Like people love it, yes. except for Stanley for some reason. We'll, we'll no, get I'm just joking. It. We'll get into it. <laughs> but like, it's made a lot of money. It's being said as like this is the refresher that like Thor specifically needed. Right. Um, people are you know like, it's fun. It's an adventure movie through space. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so. Initial thoughts, Edgar. Okay, so I will say before I start my initial thoughts, I am not a huge Thor fan. He might be my least favorite of it, or he was my least favorite <laughs> adventure. I will say, uh, in this movie, he went from my least favorite adventure to possibly my favorite adventure, <laughs> like over, like just through this movie. Um, I was very, very impressed, but I will say it was because my expectations were pretty goddamn oh my god because thor movies have been atrociously terrible um <laughs> oh my I mean, god. i'm sorry it's just true it's just true dark world was just a hot piece of garbage like it was just not a good movie and I the mean, first it, one was so boring and like what's interesting is i have watched a lot of taika waititi interviews in like the past couple of days and like on the press tour all of them just kind of acknowledge it they're all like Oh yeah, Thor was really boring, and yeah. like we needed to fix it. Yeah, and yeah. he, you know, the director, uh, uh, he fucking killed it, killed this movie. I was worried going in. I was pleasantly surprised. I will say it is not uh, a perfect movie. I will say it still suffers from a lot of the things that Marvel movies suffer from, especially like the villain problem, things like that that oh, we yeah. can get into. Um, there's still a lot of problems there, but overall, for a fun popcorn movie. It doesn't get better than this. And it was different enough from Guardians of the Galaxy, which was one of my worries, too. Um, just pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. That's my initial thought. Stanley? Okay, my initial thought. Um, hopefully this doesn't go into a rant. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been having, like... I never actually really cared for most of Marvel movies uh-huh. because they Fair are same here. <laughs> they yeah. are formulaic yes. in nature. Yes. And every time I think that an upcoming Marvel flick will break the formula, I almost always end up being disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about Thor, Ragnarok. Uh, yeah. um, because like, like Olivia, I'm a huge fan of Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Um, Hunt for the Little People is one of my favorite movies of last year. 
It's so good. It's amazing. You should watch it. Um, what we do in the shadows is also hilarious and funny. And when we found out that he was directing the new Thor movie, it's like, oh, it's going to be amazing and yeah. he's going to inject his humor into it and he does in this movie but he's in the movie yeah he is in yeah. The movie. he's a voice cast yes. one of the characters yeah um but at the end of the day this is still a marvel movie not i would a, agree a taika waititi movie yeah i would 100 percent agree with, and oh. that's how that's why i'm disappointed okay yeah i yeah. think that's fair actually olivia yeah. initial thoughts so i so like my, it sort of mirrors Stanley, except I actually really enjoy the movie. Um, You're the so, opposite end of that. Yeah, yeah, like for me, I went into it, I guess, expecting the fact that it was going to be a Marvel movie directed by Taika Waititi. Mm. Like, that's what I went in expecting. I knew he didn't write the script, mm. but like, yeah. I knew he had a hand, you know, like, he obviously has does a lot of improv on his sets and like is a really fun and funny person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went into it expecting all of that. And yeah. because my expectations were that, I didn't, ex- like, I didn't expect it to break a Marvel formula. Mm-hmm. I expected it to, like, be a Marvel movie, you know? Like, it looks and feels like a Marvel movie. I don't deny that whatsoever. But I really enjoyed it. It didn't feel, like, there was one part where I was like, this is kind of weird, and this is, and it gets into, like, the whole MCU stuff. There's, like, a weird part with Doctor Strange. Um, yeah. <laughs> that oh, yeah. that felt out of place, but I think for the rest of it, it didn't feel like it was trying to play into the whole like greater overarching story that the MCU is yeah. setting up, which I really loved. Um, in all of Taika's interviews, he's like, you know, I just wanted these guys to go on a road trip through space and try to get back home, and that's definitely what the movie yeah. felt like. He's just yeah. like, I want to, you know, I want to represent Thor as, like, this charming, smart guy that you would follow on this adventure. And I think he, like, accomplishes that. Um, I thought it was really funny. Mm. And, like, you could definitely see, you know, where he got to play with the characters and yeah. stuff like that. I wish Tessa Thompson had more screen time and more things yeah. to do. Yeah, she was kind of wasted. <laughs> um like there's she a was lot in, of waste. Yeah, there's a lot of waste. Yeah, 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 there's there's a lot of talent that's wasted. Um, but particularly her, I would have loved to see more of that, and maybe less of the whole like gladiator Hulk fighting. Maybe mm-hmm. just a little bit less, because that was also pretty fun. <laughs> um, and like Goldblum is at his gold bloomiest. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> like, That's so true. I, I literally watched He's playing that. himself times I, 100. Yeah, he was he's, he's like, he is himself. Yeah, this is yeah I feel like, I feel like Taika, like, Taika's direction on set was just like, can you just, like, come in and read lines in your normal, like, just, <laughs> you're not playing a character. You're just, like, wearing these weird robes and you're just this person. Yeah. I feel like Jeff Goldblum has the best life imaginable. <laughs> His life is just amazing all the time. Yeah. Um, but, like... Because of all of those things, I really fucking enjoyed the movie. I really loved it. I thought Taika integrated himself. Like, Taika always plays someone in all of his movies, uh-huh. and I thought his character this time around yeah. was just, like, so funny. No, it was... Um, yes. Very, he's the best. Very he's the funny. most funny. Like, the most... The funniest thing about this movie, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. He's definitely one of the highlights. I will say, for me, 
one of the most pleasant things about this movie was Thor himself, and you sort of fall in love with the character in a way that you just didn't in all the yeah. other movies. Yeah. Like, you didn't really get to experience Thor as the character like that. And also, another sort of great thing was his relationship with his brother Loki. Mm-hmm. That was explored in a way that it wasn't before in other movies. And Loki's actually one of the uh, only, like, actual great villains in the Marvel MCU compared yeah. to uh, the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, really actually pretty great. And also his relationship with Hulk, in a way, was uh, um, I thought was done pretty well, although um, Thor was just sort of felt like a, a device almost in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot in this movie where you're like... I don't understand why they made these decisions to do it this way, but I get it for the kind of story they were trying to tell. Um, but it didn't make it the most compelling story. I think one of those things for me was literally splitting the villain from the hero for the majority yeah. of the movie. Like, yeah. literally, Thor had no interaction with um, Clay, uh, Kate, uh, Blanchett. Kate, Kate Blanchett. She, they only met once at the beginning of the movie, and, and then, then it was literally the to, to the very yeah. end, you know? Yeah. Which is like, come on, Marvel. Like, you could have figured yeah. something out there. Although the music for that last fight sequence... The music in t- the entire movie Yo. is amazing. The Led Zeppelin song, <laughs> yeah. the song, fantastic. Really yeah, well done. Yeah, no, it, like, it definitely has its problems, and it suffers a lot from those. And I think that's one part you just, like, felt kind of disconnected from, you know, like... I think there was just a lot of goals. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, all right, so Thor Ragnarok. Um, right. So the movie is about him being stuck in this um, this planet called Sakaar, mm-hmm. which is, like, a really wacky planet with, like, wacky characters and colorful design, right? Jeff right. Goldblum is Jeff the leader Goldblum of this yeah. planet. Yeah, the leader of this planet. Just, if you want to know what kind of planet it is, it's the Jeff Goldblum planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he so he finds himself stuck on this planet, and the rest of the film is him trying to get back to Asgard, his home planet, right. while Hela, um, the villain, is slowly, who's his sister, by the way? Yeah, his sister, like yeah. slowly taking over Asgard, and the film is at its best when he's in Sakaar and stuck there and trying like yes yeah one hundred percent yeah one hundred percent. Kate Blanchett is great. She's great. But she, like, they wasted her. Oh, yeah. She could have... Oh, my gosh. So, like, whenever she comes up, like, so she she and Thor are separated for most of the movie. And whenever she comes back up, it feels like the movie just stops, like, completely because... She's in his world, and then yes. he's in a different world. And like, we have to stop and check back on her to see what she's doing. Yeah, and she's yeah. just mo- mostly like just it's, waiting it's around like a, and just like exposition. Yeah. and yeah. it's really annoying. I was like, go back to fucking Sakaar. Yeah, like, I it's know like what uh, Meanwhile, in Asgard, yeah, yeah. you know, and like, she doesn't really do anything except waiting around for Thor to show back. Pretty much, that was <laughs> like the entire movie. No, that was literally one of the plot devices in the movie was that the sword for the uh, portal yeah. to come back was removed, so she has to wait like that. That is oh, literally yeah. the movie. That, like, that, that went over my head because I was like, I don't really care what's yeah. happening. <laughs> it's just like that, that decision to me was so puzzling and so Marvel where they like try yeah, to figure is. out ways to fix things and then they just make it harder yeah. and like idiotic in yeah. ways. It's like um, Taika Waititi's movie is Thor in Sakaar. Yeah. And yeah. if it had been that, I would have like liked it a lot more. Yeah. But then he has to like, Go back. I, I'm, we were making a Marvel movie. We yeah. have to go back to Asgard, and that's like what really like bogs the movie down for me. Yeah, I, I think actually, Stanley, I agree with you. I think that is a fair assessment. I will say I uh, it didn't well. take away from it for me. I ended up still really enjoying the movie 
overall, and I think a lot of it is my really low expectations and I'm just being really <laughs> pleasantly surprised because I was like, oh, this is like funny yeah. and Thor's charming and yeah. Thor, Thor's like a actually pretty good character. Like okay. it, it was interesting how like Ego was talking about the shift from like not even caring about Thor and not being emotionally attached at all to like coming to kind of love it. Yeah. yeah. And that sort of happens like in the first five yeah. minutes. It's yeah. like yeah. literally literally in the first five minutes. The first five minutes, like it's right off the bat, it's like, we're gonna make you love like this him. guy. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah. That that was really and well done. I in think the movie. that was such a smart move yes. on their part. And then he just they just like kept ramping up the charm yeah. as the movie went on. And <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah. And, yes. And also and this might be Taika, but and I haven't seen his other movies, so I couldn't tell, but um, this movie more than most other Marvel movies um, except Guardians is really self-aware of what it is mm. and where it fits there's, in the MCU. There's a great joke um, involving the Infinity Stone. Yes, yes, there really is. Yeah. There really is. Yeah, that, that, that was really <laughs> well just, done. And like, again, it's in the first five minutes and they get it out of the way. They're like, we're acknowledging that this is a thing yeah. and then we're going to move on. Yeah. yeah. So what were your favorite... Um, so we've talked a lot about the movie now, but what was sort of your one favorite thing of the movie? That just made it for you, Stanley. <laughs> Stanley excluded. Stanley excluded. I can't think of um, Stanley excluded. Oh man. I'd like for you to go. I'm, so I'm one would be that Led Zeppelin song. I yeah. think that was Immigrant just song. like um, so well done, amazing. Um, and they fought for that song because Led Zeppelin's like notoriously picky about who they lend their songs to. And it was in School of Rock. It was right? in School of Rock, yeah. and Jack Black had to film a plea in front of a crowd asking Jimmy Page and Robert Plant for the rights to the oh. song. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, Taika was like, "I want this song," and they worked for over a year negotiating to get the song. And wow. they just pay, uh, they haven't disclosed how much, but they paid them a huge <laughs> amount, like probably enough to fund some movies amount of money. You know what I mean? Like they paid them a lot of money for that song, and it's worth it because yeah. it kills. So I think that moment and the moment where he's getting his hair cut. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was great. That was really funny. Um, There's just like a really great sort of like switch there that happens that is amazing. Yeah. And like. I don't really. I mean, like there's a. There's just like a moment where Thor's just like, please don't cut my hair. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like a desperate child, yeah. and it's just like he basically goes from like fierce and angry to just like desperate. And I thought that moment was so great. Yeah. Um. I, and all of that. his interact, like his interactions with Hulk and Banner, where he's like talking about yeah. the other person to them, is like, no, no, no. I prefer, like, I prefer you. Yeah. That that was. <laughs> I really thought that funny. was pretty great. That was really good. Yeah. Nice little, like, all of the little moments I think in the movies, yeah. and of course, like Taika's character Korg. Every time he was on screen, he's I was like, great. oh my god. Yeah, he was one of the best. It's like the best comedic yeah. timing. <laughs> really, really. I was like hilarious. wondering who that voice was. Like, I was like, I recognize this voice, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. And then like, yeah, Taika was yeah. doing like a rural New Zealand accent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why it sounded different. And there were some cool cameos in the movie, too, that I didn't expect Oh, my God, first. the cameo. Yeah. Like, I was like, is that... I don't know if that is that actor, but he is... Yeah. find out. Yeah. 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 No spoilers, but... No there, spoilers, there, but there's, there's some, some great, great cameos. There's some great cameos. I think, for me, just honestly, my favorite moments were uh, in Sakaar. Um, I think probably the, the one where I, I just snickered and laughed a lot was when... Thor's going through, like, he's being introduced to the planet, and mm. he's going through this, like, uh, 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 
like this mental image of a uh, conveyor belt where like the planet's being explained to him and then he starts freaking out and then it like jump cuts to just him like, sta- yeah, like yeah. sitting there and screaming and it's, yeah. the, like, it's like Willy Wonka yes. music yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Willy Wonka music it's and amazing then, and I was like this defines the movie so perfectly like this is what this movie is um, so that that really worked for me but um, yeah overall you know solid surprising movie for me um, another moment I want to point out was like a really great moment was um, the flashback that you see between Hela and the women guardians. <gasps> yes, the yes. Valkyries. The Valkyries, yeah. That was like really beautiful. You get you you see it in the in the moment in the trailer. Yeah. But it's like it was the like slow mo yeah. and emotionally charged. And yes. I was like, if you could like focus on these things, like this movie yeah. could just like go to that yeah. next level. That was really But it's cool. a Marvel movie, you guys. It's a Marvel movie. Yes. I think, you know uh, And it will all like that's I guess that's why I wasn't as disappointed in it because I knew it would always have those like it would it has to fit into that box. So like yeah. like the third But act, does it have to though? That would be cool if it didn't. Yeah. That would it would be, be cool. it would be so much better if it didn't have to fit into that box, but I feel like the corporate powers that be yeah. Yeah. probably wouldn't let that happen. No. I feel like the the third act did absolutely nothing for me. Like once he get, gets back to Asgard and the whole Battle. I think Marvel has just a general problem yeah, with their the third acts, yes. like, including DC. Like, yeah. like a they, huge battle and like a explosion and CGI. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like, and I I actually dozed off. Like, I don't really. Yeah. No, and, you know, and if they made you, and, and I ended up caring a little bit just because I learned to love Thor, but. Um, if they made you feel the stakes a lot more, because there was no time. You feel no stakes. Yes, there was no time in the movie where I was like, "Oh no, people like this people is, are going to people die. are going to die." Like no, and also apparently, oh no, spoilers, but things happen at the end where you're like, "How does this like work?" Like yeah. physically, yeah. like how would that work? I'm not entirely sure. Um, but uh, should we do like a minor spoiler section where we get to the very end, or should we save it? We'll save it. We'll save it. We won't talk about it, oh. but. Um, yeah, I mean, just overall last thoughts on the movie. If if we had to score it, if we had to give it individual scores, I I don't. Yeah, I give it a six out of ten, which isn't too bad. I yeah. enjoyed it. Like it was like entertaining, yeah, and funny. Yeah. But it's a Marvel movie at the end of the day, and I didn't like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, you're like, please don't be a Marvel. For movie. me, it's like um like on a normal on a normal scale, it's like. You know, seven point five, but on like an adjusted Marvel scale, <laughs> it's like a eight point five. <laughs> oh, that's, that's an interesting. Fair. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Like compared to just Marvel movies, where did this rank? Um, hmm, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, my I, just, I still think that's n- not, not that high. <laughs> not, not that high. Um, yeah, I, I mean, for me, this is like probably a seven, uh, but a really really fun seven, like almost an eight, just for pure fun um in the grand scheme of marvel movies um i will say it's special in that it does thor a lot of justice especially Mm. for comic book fans i think um they will really really appreciate that Uh, but it's definitely not one of the best or better marvel movies especially early on when marvel could sort of experiment and figure things out um, but now it really is a formula. But I feel like um, I'm so jaded by like the more too. recent Marvel movies. Maybe I should go <laughs> back and like watch Iron Man. Yeah, um, we'll see. But it gives me hope for like Black Panther and stuff. And I don't True. hate. I don't hate every Marvel movie. Like this year, I really liked um, Spider Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not like directly Marvel, it's like actually a really great movie. 
that I really enjoyed. Well, and it had one of the better Marvel villains like in yes. a long time. Mm-hmm. With, with depth, actual like depth, depth and motivation. <laughs> motivation. Exactly. Winter Soldier was great because it was a political drama yeah. in a Marvel movie, which I loved. Yeah. Winter Soldier is one of the best Marvel movies. Like, if not like it's up there. Yeah, like, for Winter sure. Soldier is for real me. Up there. For me. And I, and that's funny too because I, Captain America is also one of my least favorite Marvel characters. Captain America the movie is one of my favorites. The first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, yeah, or, that's a good uh, one too. Just Captain America. It's just called Captain America. It's called like First, First Sol- Avenger. First, First Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, First Avenger. Okay, that's interesting. That's like really underrated in my opinion. It's probably so, my favorite Marvel movie. Okay, but. so to wrap things up real quick, how do we feel? This is gonna, I mean, impact the rest of you know what's coming up because we're nearing the end of this after Black Panther. It's yeah. like. The Infinity stuff. Yeah. 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 Are, are we ready for this? Ooh. Are we not? I mean, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> at least like, done. It's kind I of funny. Honestly, I would, I would rather more, at least from a Marvel standpoint, like, I haven't watched a lot of the more recent, like, I didn't watch the new Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't watch Doctor Strange. I didn't watch, you know, like, I didn't, I haven't watched a lot of the recent stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, like... A movie with like a million fucking main characters doesn't yeah. sound like a great time. It's gonna be trash. It's going. <laughs> it honestly just sounds like a shit show. You know, you get those movies where they could do it like with the comics though, and they make Thanos the main character, and then like oh. that would be sort of interesting. That would be sort of interesting. Yeah, but I don't. You know, know. Yeah. I don't think <laughs> that will happen. It's gonna be Iron Man. I mean, let's just be real. Like, it's gonna be Iron Man, Iron Man didn't, Company. Yeah. Didn't they have a thing where the post because <laughs> it's of so the, big. Yeah, because of the contractual obligations of all of the actors, they had to make three posters (laughs) to, like, fit everyone. Yeah. There's apparently a fight scene in that movie with 30 characters. Oh, man. Which, I mean, (sighs) I will say, to be fair, the, uh, and I'm, you know, I've read Infinity Gauntlet. Like, to be fair, that's what happens in the comic book. It's literally a huge collection of characters. And they sort of focus on Thanos and a small select of those characters, which I hope is what they end up doing. It's a different, yeah, but I feel like it's so much more effective in a graphic novel series where you have time. Absolutely. Fair enough. To, like... Look at the pages well, and the art, right? Well, I would argue it's one of the weaker Marvel <laughs> graphic novels out there. They didn't okay. spend enough time where they should have. But anyways, yeah, but yes, but like, I do agree. You have more, you know, like you have more time versus, yeah. you know. No, absolutely. A it's a different medium. And the way they weigh it with time, I don't know. That's why I think they, they may just honestly say, Robert Downey Jr., this is how we wrap you up. Like, you're yeah. going to be the main here. Because you're, I mean, you're our most popular character. So we're going to focus on you and then... You know, we'll go from there. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see Fair. what happens. But um, I will definitely have... I have a soft spot for Thor now. Just because of this movie. You for should go sure. watch Taika's other movie. I will. Yeah. I will. I will. If this is, like, diluted Taika, I cannot is, wait to this see... This is diluted Taika. Yeah, I cannot wait to see, like, full unhinged. on... Unhinged. Taika. Yeah. Yeah, this so is definitely diluted Taika. Like, think of a movie with Korg-type humor. Just two hours of it. That's Hunt for the Roller People. Yeah. I am very excited. Yeah. I don't want to be. A, I don't want to end on this bad note, but I will say that okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking as much for uh, forward to um, Black Panther as much anymore. <laughs> oh, because of this? Yeah, mm. I don't know. I mean, 
There's gonna, they're gonna be talking about Infinity Stones somewhere in there that I have like I don't. I mean, you care. know that. I think we're like, all just done with Marvel. Like, yeah. Honestly, we're like, five, you know, it took them like ten fucking years to do the movies that we would have wanted, but now we're so jaded and like bored. It's like, goddamn, why couldn't you have done Black Panther like one of the first? And three they movies? also like they developed a formula, right? And mm-hmm. so everyone's just kind of like, can we just like not? Today, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen all of them, and I feel like, Me too. and I feel, I, I know, <laughs> it's just hilarious. And I feel like I'm like, oh, the movie's out. I guess I have to go fucking see it. Whatever. <laughs> like that's yeah. there hasn't been a Marvel mindset. movie that I didn't see in theaters. Yeah. 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 Like so they're winning. So they're, they uh, are winning. <laughs> Although I am different. Like I that's haven't true. seen a lot of the more recent ones. I was just like. This doesn't look appealing to me at all. Like, yeah. why would I watch this? Yeah. And so Thor was actually the first one in a long time that I was really excited to see. And I'm still really hype about Black Panther just because, like, I watch that trailer sometimes. <laughs> I know. Although I've already, I already already know what happens in the movie because of the trailer. Like, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. know it exactly, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, but we'll I'm, see. I still watch that trailer sometimes because I'm just like, I'm so hype. It's a hype trailer for sure. They played it before my screening of Thor. And I was like, yeah. same. I was like, yeah, boy, I'm excited for that. I'm excited. <laughs> for that if it's like half as good as this i'll be happy but we'll see we'll see we will see um all right that has been our episode a bit of a a longer one this week but we had a lot to talk about and um you know first time we've seen all of us have seen the movie movie, we had to talk about it we had to get into it no so um yeah that has been our show if you have feelings on thor and would like to share them with us yeah, hit us up on our yeah. social media. We're everywhere at Minority Pod, except on Facebook, where we are the whole thing, the Minority Report podcast. So let us know what you think on those platforms and listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts, of course. Make sure to share it with your friends and family. Also, I want to mention that I know we just came back from a break <laughs> uh, in our episodes, uh, and I apologize uh, ahead of time, but um, we, were, we were actually going to take some holiday time uh, our schedules have are not aligning uh, uh, as we would want them to and we want to be all, we want to be together for the 50th yeah. so yes. that's why we've decided we're going to take a, a prolonged break we're going to take 2 weeks off um, and then we're going to come back for the 50th but we're going to make it special we're going to do something something yeah, we're Something. not sure what it is yet. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, um, yeah. So this is technically, I guess, our Thanksgiving episode, too. So <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Uh, enjoy the time with your family. You guys will be debating politics at the dinner table. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, enjoy your Friendsgivings. Um, and, uh, you know, there's things are rough, but there's a lot to be thankful about in the world. So we hope you... Um, are thankful for it and you know that's that's really it we'll be back in two weeks talk to you next time bye, bye. bye.